Hello. Two vegan idiots. That was abrupt. Um, welcome back to Two Vegan Idiots. Me, Carl Donnelly. Me, Julian Dean. Welcome with to this week's episode uh, with comedian. Um, I was going to say podcaster or anything, but I think he just is a comedian and writer, Ray Badron. Good egg. He's an all-round good egg, all the way from Australia, lives in London. He's doing The Fringe this year, doing his first ever Fringe, so go and see that. Um, we chatted about loads of stuff. It was really fun. Interesting. Very interesting We got interesting deep at times. Stuff. Um, and so, yeah, buy your tickets to his show. Buy your tickets to my show. Come and see Julian when he's in town. High five me in the street. High five him in the street without saying you know him. Or just spud me in it. What's I spud? <laughs> yeah. I don't call it spudding. Do you not know? No. It will catch on. I, I hope so. Um, well, anyway, that's it. Cheers. Great. That's it. Yeah. All right. Enjoy. Enjoy. Two vegan idiots. There we go. Mm. We're back. Yeah, that was. Welcome back to Two Vegan Idiots. Carl Donnelly here. Julian Dean Ryder right here. And Ray Badron. Ray Badron here. Easy blood. Yeah. All Easy the way blood. from Australia. But yeah. now you live here. Yeah, I live here now. You were just saying, because obviously we mentioned the fact that we Facebook Live it for anyone who wants to watch us record, but also people that later want to go and check out how we looked. Um, you were saying about when you FaceTime people. Yeah, you just, got, you just look at yourself. The whole time. Talking to yourself the whole time. I, somebody must have done an observational routine about that. Yeah. I've yeah. not heard it though. <laughs> Have you done it? No, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. But I just, I think I end up looking at my, myself the whole time. And now with the effects and stuff like that, you know, you, yeah. you, you don't even really look at the other person. Because it's that thing of, I think, you know, sometimes when you're having a conversation with somebody, ultimately you're thinking, what am I going to say next? Mm. Which is the nature of... Which they'd hurry up and finish so yeah. I can talk. But what's, what things like FaceTime have done have given us the option of not just thinking that, but now being able to look at ourselves. As, it's like we don't want to have that conversation yeah. at all. We don't want to talk to others. We want to just be our own. Well, it's like you're watching yourself live having a conversation with yeah. someone. Which is ultimately you know? in a sort of self... An like, egotistical sense is what we all want. It'd be like putting mirrors at the back of the room doing when you're doing stand up, and then so you can, you're watching yourself live. I hate, I hate seeing you're a watch, mirror. Watching the back yourself live. Yeah. Watching me do stand up. Yeah, Even though it's great. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's very distracting being able to see yourself, I think, yeah. uh, at any point of the day. You like your own reflection, don't you? You love it, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, what I mean in a by pond, that is, I like What it. I mean is, whenever you do your Instagram videos, you're always doing your hair, you're always sort of. You look like someone who's very aware. I've always got a bit sticking out. You haven't, man. That's, that's a OCD thing. Oh, yeah. okay. I, I don't even have Instagram. That I couldn't. I can't. Um, you don't take, on take Instagram. selfies. I can't take a, like a photo of me. Of the least. I mean, I can. I've had actually a couple of good professional photos taken, but I feel like I just uh, every every now and then. I, I didn't realise till I was like twenty five till Facebook came out that people like. People not trained for, or had a photo face, you know, or had a yeah, smile, yeah. like until I saw Facebook come out and then I was like, and I'd look through people's profiles and I'd go, oh, their smile's the same. And yeah, my yeah. photos until that time were just my head popping in. I was always like the weird one in the photo, yeah. like my head popping in or like a big <laughs> grin or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And then, and so I don't know. And then now, because I don't have Instagram, I just can't do like selfies because I'm just, That's I, good, I mean, I though. could. It's good could. that you're not. Um, somebody who takes selfies that's surely a positive thing oh I mean yeah maybe maybe if you, but like mine's, mine's born out of insecurity not out of like a a, a, a um... yeah but it's still I mean if there's a positive outcome which is you're not on Instagram mm. you know they're like prisons innit once you're in them you sort of just oh, start well, okay, I mean it's also like prisons that you, you can get out if you've served your time but... for the fringe there was this article where they asked if you had like a weird pet 
when yep. growing up. And so, without going into it, too, Jeff a crocodile. too much. No, we had peacock, pet peacock, oh. and and so I wrote about this pet peacock, <laughs> and they asked if I had any photos of the pet peacock. And I had photos. Just calling you a liar. I had yeah. photos and videos of me with a pet peacock, but um, but I they weren't they weren't great photos. The selfie ones in particular weren't very good. So I, I, I sent him <laughs> the, the peacock ones, took a the selfie. ones the ones with like just from me from behind, just feeding feeding Tom the peacock, and um, yeah, they didn't make they made the article got made, but my photo didn't get. Of Tom and oh, I didn't get in there, no. which I was disappointed. Oh. Um, uh, just quickly, just before, yeah, what is that? Somebody you know, Julian, on Facebook Live saying hello. Will Robbins. Hey, mate. Is that somebody you know? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> for anyone listening, if you do want to see how we're dressed, <laughs> me and Ray have gone for vests. Yeah. It's, t- it's, it's meant to be the hottest day of all time in Hot, the UK. Hot, hottest day. Yeah. Dark t-shirt. Uh, yeah. Julian's man. gone for his classic black, striped navy blue t-shirt. Couple of buttons. The la- last time I did your podcast, I was thinking about this on the way here. Um, it was probably about a year and a half ago on the coldest. Was it? I, the, well, the, I couldn't make it because of the beast from oh, the east. The beast from the east, yeah. And then I made it the next next week, and then that's true. And, and so now we're just, in the hottest. Yeah. What a bookend. Whenever there's extreme, uh, weather, extreme weather conditions, yeah, man. you get me. I suppose next time there's a fucking tornado or some shit, I'll be asked to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. The, there's the plague. The plague's in London. <laughs> what Can is, you come on the podcast? What's your thoughts? <gasps> Um, and obviously, as usual, when it's hot, I'll explain to listeners, if you hear planes going over, that's because I've got all the back doors open. What's your thoughts on how Londoners react to any remote heat? I mean, it's extreme. And like, there's, I used to do a bit in my set about talking about the best temperature, like the mm. best number of what temperature. Yeah, what is it? And the number, like, I'd sometimes ask people in the audience, and the numbers I'd get were alarming to me, were like shocking. Like, like, like about five, about. About five or six degrees lower than I would think. The what, best. What's what, yours? What would roughly be yours? I think the best temperature is uh, if I had like an ecosystem, probably around twenty-three degrees. I reckon that's just it's a good number. That's a lovely number. Yeah, it's nice. Who's yeah. Got, what? Who's saying eighteen? So I reckon about eighteen. Some people sixteen. Some Fucking people, sixteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think the national average was for my my um and and. My bit, which it wasn't really a bit. It doesn't really... It's, well, maybe it didn't really work the few times I tried it. But um, it was about how we got air conditioning installed in my house when I was a kid. And that the the man said the, uh, the best temperature, he told me, was 23 degrees. Yeah. And I was too young to understand. He was talking about, like, the power economy of it. Like, oh, actually, right. He, you just thought, thought he meant the best, the best one. The best temperature there was. So, you yeah. stuck, you <laughs> stuck with that. But an, an expert, expert, an expert yeah, yeah. in Indus- temperature told you that. <laughs> an industry professional gave me that, that knowledge. So, then, so but, yeah, that was the bit. But then, so I've had an affinity to 23s. Yeah, That's yeah, even yeah. an extra icing on the cake to know that. But I don't know if that would be the most power econo- economically... In this country as well, if it if yeah, it may, I would it. say I think that the nice thing about a sort of early twenties, right? <laughs> if we're talking, if we're getting into this, yeah, yeah, yeah. is um, during the day you can you can absolutely go out in a t shirt, yeah, light shirt, yeah, jeans if you want. It doesn't you're not going to feel horrible horrible in jeans, yeah. But also in an evening t shirt, light jacket, <laughs> you're fine, isn't it? That's exactly what's good about the early twenties. <laughs> Like sports, sports jacket, yeah. not a sports jacket. I'm not keen. I'm not in Dallas, mate. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that I think that light. That's my favourite temperature. Is some something where you can you can dress daytime, yeah. evening, 20, and it's not crazily different. Twenty three comes to you. What do you want it to be? It, it, it comes to you. You know, <laughs> you, you decide. You're the master of your own destiny. Yeah. Twenty three. Yeah. 
late thirties. If you if you were if it was put it this way as well, if if it was very cold and you got in the car, pop it on twenty three. Bang warm on. yourself up, you know? Exactly. If it's very hot, like it is today, get in the car, pop it on 23, cool yourself down. Like you both, it's, it does what it wants you to do, what you Absolutely. want it to do. Absolutely. Yeah, because this is, we were talking beforehand, and we both, weirdly, were at Hampstead Ponds yesterday, oh, yeah. but separate ponds. You yeah. were in the mixed one, um, like a heathen. Mm. And uh, me and Jimmy McGee went to the men's pond, and um, water temperature the there. The gay one. It's, it, well, it's, it's sort of historically um, very frequented by gay men. It used to be sort of a safe space where they could go. And it's still very, you know, there's a lot of gay men there. We saw a very funny exchange between a, a couple. And it was a, it was like basically the guy was, I reckon the guy was maybe mid-50s, posh, sort of quite tanned. Mm-hmm. You know, I reckon, yeah, I reckon he had some money. And his boyfriend was probably late 20s. Um, I reckon he was South American from his accent. And they were just so flirty with each other. Like, um, the South American guy was wearing Union Jack, like, swimming pants. Yeah. And the other, the rich guy had these tight. shorts that were tight, but also a little bit loose enough that you could see the full outline of what I can only describe as one of the biggest dicks I've ever seen. And, and you've the, seen mine. I have not seen yours, Julian. Oh, um, <laughs> oh yeah, you were asleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, basically, there was this bit where the... The South American guy, the young guy, jumped in, and then the other guy was on the sides, and they were just having this funny exchange. And then he was like, the, the older guy, uh, he was, he was, the guy started pretending he was drowning, and yeah. the older guy was like, "Why don't you grab this?" Yeah, role play. And he grabbed mate. his dick, and it was just me and Jimmy were, I reckon, can I play six foot away from this? <laughs> I'm like, drowning we were, too. <laughs> we were holding on to like the sort of side, and they, he was right above. That's why we had such a good view of the outline of his penis, <laughs> and it was just amazing. Was it a semi? It, I reckon there was a little, there it was a hint worked of up it. a semi in the Because I, I, I could have not look at it. I was wearing sunglasses, so I had a perfect sort yeah. of, he couldn't tell I was having a look at his dick. When people measure their dicks, is that like, that's always erect size or is that a uh, flaccid size? I mean, an, only a lunatic would go flaccid for a, a well, measurement. I, I mean, I don't know what the standard <laughs> What kind of idiot would give that measurement out? I know. Well, I just like, times there it must be two. a standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It must be. <laughs> erect times two. <laughs> it has to be erect, like because it has to be like. Because you could cheat with flaccid, you know? Like, it could be semi well, like And you can stretch it out. Yeah, it's, it's so it has to be, yeah. It's got to be fully erect. That has to be the standardised yeah. test. And you go, is, is it bottom length or top length? Because they are bottom different. Bottom's yeah, bigger, bottom, isn't it? Bottom, bottom is bottom bigger. A bit more depth, I go bottom, say, but yeah. I measure from my the centre of my measure? arsehole. <laughs> I measure around the body. Back up. Back up around from the top. Why do you measure it? <laughs> so mine is about six <laughs> to eight foot. You did actually start to That's belly how they goes door. They should, <laughs> they should sell pants in dick size, shouldn't they? Uh, well, no, because what if somebody's very large, oh, yeah. but they've got a tiny penis? Well, oh, yeah. con- condoms are different sizes in different countries. Could, yeah. You know? What? No, I know that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But what's, what, countries, the Magnum. what country are currently purchasing the largest condoms? Do we know that, or do we need to Google this? I wouldn't know, but yeah. Have you got Siri on your phone or something that you can just ask your phone out loud? What what country has the biggest average uh, penis size? I've never used Google. Google Voice. Speak. Go on, give it a go. On what do you air. say? What do you say again? Hello Google. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Hello Google. Um, Which countries have the largest condoms? <laughs> <laughs> Has it worked? Julian Dean's house. 
Greenwich, <laughs> London. <laughs> um, I don't think your Google thing works. <laughs> I don't think Google just said, fuck off, you're perv. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the country is. I, love, I, love a, I, love I, I think Britain is definitely slap bang in the old average yeah, yeah. middle ground. Probably most of the Western world. Oh, maybe America would be quite big. Big? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Just... I'm going to find out. Man. What are you going to say? Are you going to go into racial stereotypes oh, well, this well, early well, on the podcast? Well, posi- posi- uh, you know. Posi- positive the, racial if stereotypes. If we had to guess, if we all had to guess the country out loud, we all would be doing this, all right? So don't, don't put it on me. Like, I'm, I'm Cancelled. Cancelled. Armenia has the largest use condom usage. Really? What, per capita? Not just per capita. I was going to say. 72.3%. Of people use condoms. Yeah. But that could just be due to Swaziland, other, Nigeria, Europe. Might be high birth control. It could have birth uh, control or high sort of rates of STIs, which sounds like a slur on Armenians. <laughs> I'm saying they've all got fucking knob yeah, rot. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's interesting. Jim. Um, the US and Japan start around 49 millimeters diameter for the small size. <laughs> The tone of your voice with this is disgusting. Um, over to you with the weather. <laughs> They're, um, Average penis length of the UK. Come on, Google that, mate. Um, and then compare it to Australians so we can start the... <laughs> Should we just get them out of measure? Uh, on for, for Facebook Live viewers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's the hottest day of the year, so technically it should be its most... Naturally, be, yeah. sort of extended when flaccid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When if that sort of yeah, when people go, oh, it's cold today. When they're making a joke about why their dick might be small today, it should be massive, isn't it? We've started on this conversation and we weren't planning it. We haven't talked about dicks or bums about in ages. Eight point eight, eight centimeters. Like huh? Three and a half inches when flaccid. Um, five inches when erect. Five. Five point one. Yeah. Big up our crew. <laughs> that is. Um, uh, that's good. That's sort of it. That's a lower average than I expected. Yeah, it's made me feel better about myself. I, I, I expected. Um, good. Okay. But the reason we brought that up um, is Please. because the ponds, the temperature of the pond water oh, yeah. was 22 degrees yesterday. Wow. And it was so beautiful to jump into from mm. the heat yeah. that it confirms the sort of 23 degree yeah, yeah. concept. Yeah. That was the whole point of that whole conversation. I didn't mean to start talking about <laughs> gay men's dicks. Googling dicks. Um, but it's lovely. The ponds are so nice, aren't they? The ponds are really nice. I've, yeah. I've never been to the mixed one. Is it very busy? Yeah, it's very busy. Right. Yeah, there's a, a long, big line when I left. And um, is there a lot of seated area around it? No. Oh, a lot of grass, a lot yeah. of lawn. Yeah, so yeah, there's yeah. none at the men's pond. Oh, there's. Men's Sorry, pond. when I say a lot, not, not, not that many. Men's pond, you're in the water or you fuck off. Oh, right. No, Can you jump no. from trees into the lake and no, like huckleberry no, fish? There is a protected. diving board in the men's. Is there oh, one in wow. the mix? No, I not, I there's a, there's a spring that. diving board. Oh, I would have loved So we're all, doing, we're all just all getting up and doing loops. Like you just, yeah, and you yeah. sort of just, you know, because I'm spring diving boards. Have you ever used a spring diving yeah. board? You know, so I didn't know the technique, so I had to sort of learn on the job. You run and you sort of leap and, and then, then you get onto the end. Yeah. But you get onto the end one after you've done your jump and it takes your weight and the trick is to not jump. You've just got to let it push you, right? Yeah, yeah. But your natural instinct is to sort of let your knees go and that fucks you up because then you sort of go into the water. <laughs> so it took me a few goes and before go I got viral. a proper just boom. It's when so I, nice. You know when you're like a kid and like people tell you from school just tell you lies like they're just, and you believe it, this kid... Kid told me lived next door. They had a trampoline, and he told me that his sister 
could touch the clouds. <laughs> How old was he when he told you this? Oh, I can't remember. I can't could she remember. actually do that? Well, that's why I was like so convinced she could. She was a bit, quite a bit older than us. You know, we were like five and six. And yeah, she was yeah. Like, Technically. She, she was like a teenager, so I thought, I thought she could probably could. And she was quite athletic. And then so we were trying to do the double, what you were describing. You know, if you've been on a trampoline where you sort of jump and the other person jumps oh, yeah, yeah, and it yeah, gives yeah. you a boost. Yeah. And we were thinking that would be the way... That would be the way to touch the clouds. Yeah. <laughs> I love them sort of childhood lies. My uh, guy I went to school with, Lee Masisa, <laughs> lost contact now, but he um, he once convinced the whole school when we were about nine that he had a hoverboard. And he, he had it imported from America. And this was just after... Oh, you back could to make the... those kind of lies back then about getting stuff imported yeah, from America every, and stuff yeah. like that. Because you know? everyone used to show up from like holidays in Europe with yeah, like weird... Yeah. Chewing gums. You yeah, just believed yeah, everywhere yeah, in the world yeah, had yeah, their crazy. Yeah, yeah. I remember somebody brought back strawberry juicy fruit chewing gum, and the school went <laughs> fucking insane. Like, oh my yeah, god! Yeah, yeah. And uh, and yeah, Lee once yeah, but it was just after Back to the Future Two came out. He said he'd just got his hoverboard delivered from America, and we were all so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a good like childhood life. There was another kid at my school. He told me that his brother kicked a football up in the air, and it didn't come down for three days. <laughs> <laughs> I just believed that older kids were so good at things. Yeah, yeah. It is, I suppose, yeah, when you're a kid, it's nice to believe that nonsense. Someone told me they were Spider-Man when I was about five. I Did believed believe them it? for about a year. Yeah. And I felt ashamed ever since. Really? <laughs> always Why? believed he was My Spider-Man. Life, I once told, who was it? My friend Garrett reminded me of it recently at a friend's wedding. When I was about nine, I made up this lie that I had an 18-year-old girlfriend. And uh, <laughs> and I've, I've managed to concoct these stories of like how he used to climb in her bedroom because like she did, her parents didn't like me coming over and just fucking bollocks. <laughs> you were six. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I was a nine-year-old boy. <laughs> um, yeah, it's fun, isn't it? It's fun being a kid and just telling whoppers. I lied once. I did like a the stereo. It's just like a cliche mistake of like when you're doing uh, recording or saying and you're mic'd up. Yeah. And you just forget, and they're recording you for the day, oh, and you forget what you're saying. No. And so I'm doing this horrible, when I was starting in Australia, this horrible like comedy documentary. I wasn't that horrible, I shouldn't say that, but it was just, it was shit. It was, yeah, it was shit. Shit. It was shit. But I was just starting, and I'd never been offered like really good money for anything before. They were like, yeah, we're just doing a documentary, can we film you for a few days? And I got offered, offered um, I can't even remember the, the real amount at the time, let's say it was like, Seven seven thousand or something like that. And I, I couldn't believe it. And yeah. I was like, "Wow!" And they're just going to follow me around, and I don't have to do anything. Yeah. And so they followed me around for for a few days, and I had like this, um, this like TV spot I was doing, and that's why they sort of asked me to be in the, the documentary because they wanted to film film like a few days and leading up to that, and they're filming a few other comedians. Anyway, on the when I was doing the TV spot thing, like other people were asking me like, "Why is this?" Why these people film it? And I was really embarrassed about it. And like I'd forgot because they'll film me for so long. Just start and I, a wank and you don't. So I said, oh, this makes, just makes me quiver what I said. I said, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing this shit, shit documentary. Just kept calling it a shit documentary. Oh, <laughs> and I But then I go, yeah, I'm only doing it because I'm getting paid like eight, eight and a half grand. I lied about yeah, how much yeah, I was yeah. getting paid. But I only, a, I only buy like a thousand dollars. And I remember the CEO guy telling me like, Man, we could hear everything you say. Oh, and God. it's just after like, I can't even remember how much shit I said, you know? Oh, and I was God. just like, oh. Oh, God. <laughs> Do you ever lie to your kids? 
Like, well, I don't mean lie, yeah. just like. <laughs> I say I love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but do you ever tell them just like funny lies? Well, my dad, because my, my dad told, used to tell me such lies. I told Knowing it would be that. funny if I ever said them in school. My dad's a fucking wanker for that stuff. <clears throat> I told Verity last year that the tooth fairy wasn't real. Because she was getting, she was like... But that's not a lie, isn't it? That's that's a tr- yeah, you told yeah, her the truth. That's, <laughs> your, that's the opposite <laughs> to what I asked. They are real, though. Uh, but, um, <laughs> wait, wait, are they real? I said mummy's not, not real. real. <laughs> um. <laughs> but do you, never, do you never, like, you don't just do it as a wind-up? That must be that must be a generational. I do, thing. yeah, I do. I can't think what. I do my, it all day. My yeah, <laughs> constantly. So, um, I my yeah. So the two ones I remember. My uncle John um, once told me that he was in the Guinness Book of Records, which is stupid because I could have checked it. He said he was in the Guinness Book of Records as the only person to ever remove after death a human spine intact, right? And um, what and was his job? Was he? Did he? Did he? Oh, well, he was just a handyman. Oh, he, told- he was in jail. <laughs> That's psychopathic, that life. Well, this is it. And he just told me, he told me he worked in a hospital in the sort of morgue. He didn't at all. He genuinely was like, he'd go around and do odd jobs and different stuff. But he, and not even in a hospital at any point. And he told me, and I was probably nine, eight. And he told me, I'm in, I'm in the Guinness Book of Records, the only person to ever remove the human uh, spine intact. And I said, what, why, why, would that, why is that hard? And it's just genuine what he told me. And when you, you're a kid, you just believe any old shit when a fucking 45-year-old man's telling you. He said, um, on death, the human spine disintegrates. Um, so I went into school and like one day we're doing biology and I'm like fucking watch this my uncle's fucking the king of biology and I told the teacher that my uncle removed a human spine intact and they were like and? and I was like well no because it disintegrates and they went no it doesn't I was like yeah it does he told me he's in the Guinness Book of Records and she said I think he's pulling your leg and then I literally I think somebody said to me well of course it doesn't disintegrate what about skeletons and I was like "Uh, oh no fucking fell for it and my dad told me he you got failed sh- the A-levels yeah but my dad told me that he got shot in the war I was really young I was about seven and he had I saw a, a massive round scar on my dad's leg yeah and it, it was inside his thigh and I sort of said what's that and um, he said oh, I got shot in the war and I was like what and he told me this amazing story about how he was sort of got shot and his his troop left him and he had to crawl into a bush and hide while the sort of enemy got went past. And he said he, and he had to pull himself back to base, like on all like on his belly. He went all night, he got there back to base, and then they fixed him up and that's where the scars from. And yeah. I just believed it. I was six or something. So I thought my dad was like a war hero. Yeah. And then when we got to about eight, nine, we started learning about the sort of chronology of the world wars. I just suddenly sort of started seeing it. I was like, hang on, he's too young to have been in the Second World War. And the only other war since then he could have been in is like Vietnam, and we didn't go to Vietnam. So I went back to my, back probably about ten or something. I said to him, "What war?" And he just went, "What?" I went, "The scar." <laughs> he told me you got shot in the war, and he was like, "No, I didn't." I was like, "You fucking did." I've believed it for what? years. He just laughed. He went, "No, it's a cyst." <laughs> <laughs> just a fucking similar. liar. It's a similar, isn't it? A cyst to that. It's rude, mate. Um, did you have siblings? One older brother. Did he lie to you? Um, probably, yeah. I mean, we were sort of we're seven years apart, so we didn't really yeah, hang out right. much. He once shot me with an air gun at point blank range, and I sort of never forgave him for that. <laughs> so yeah, we didn't have the greatest relationship. Have you got siblings? Yeah, I've got I've got uh, uh, an older brother and an older sister. How quite, old? Quite a bit older. Um, oh, you know what? I'm not exactly sure. I'm <laughs> right, 
<laughs> I'd say about mid, mid, mid one or twenty. Well, years. what would be the rough gap between? It'd you? be about fifteen years between you and them. Yeah, well, from my dad's first marriage. Oh, your know, brother's really a maths genius, isn't he? My it? younger brother is. Yes, but we're about a year and a half apart. So we did a lot of stuff. Growing <laughs> You're not up. the maths genius. Then. No. <laughs> About a year and a half. Yeah. What's that? Like ninety months or something. <laughs> and then, um, well, I just remember we used to play. Like if we got like Nintendo or PlayStation or whatever when we were kids. He was so young, or he was just younger than me. But <laughs> yeah, he was so much younger than me. But like, it's eighteen we were, months. We were like, we were like five, five or six, really young. We got these things. I would tell him, and we'd just unwrap it. I want to play. And both the games back there were one player games. I would tell him that the second controller, it's like if we both we both play, and it helps the character. Oh, and he was so, he so looked up, he looked up to me so much, and he did. So he'd sit there and he'd sort of play, and, and I'd just play the game the whole time. I mean, it is, but you know, <laughs> Sorry. I mean, it's quite sweet, really. What did my younger brother there? Well, I experienced the that's game. That, for the that's first classic time, older you know? brother behaviour, yeah. though. Just saying, no, you are playing. Yeah. You know, that's just rude, isn't it? Yeah, but it's what that's what older brothers are meant to do. Sorry, I just spotted some. Um, Liz Gold has googled it. And she um, she's done the work for us in terms of the largest penis oh, size in the world. Where was that? Thanks, uh, Liz. Um, oh, sorry, that's my is that my, my smoke alarms are starting making noise. Um, it's the Congo. Average is seven point one inches. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's there we go. Yes, Will Robbins. The average here. Um, yeah, it's big, isn't it? Anyway, um, so yeah. Childhood lies. Childhood yeah. lies. Um, but you're sort of try and be honest with your children, Julia. Yeah. Oh. Well, I only told her about the tooth fairy was wasn't true because she was getting too old. You just wanted to stop giving her fifty p every time a tooth fell out. You tight bastard. We, st- we still do that. Yeah. What, but now, without she just knows it's you. Yeah. Basically. You're basically, just she think you're just buying teeth off your daughter. You're the tooth fairy. Exactly. Nice little outfit. The moment it becomes you and she's aware of it, that becomes way creepier than if it's a tooth She fairy, was broken hearted though when I told her. But she was like 11. Well, I, mean, I, I knew Father late. Christmas weren't true when I was about seven. Yeah. I, yeah, I got. I guess the thing with an older brother, because my brother's seven years older, yeah. I just knew all that shit yeah, way too young. Exactly. He just, my parents he just broke the news to me. The moment he found out, he'd come and tell me. Yeah. So like fucking... It's out of order. I was about one when he told me <laughs> Santa Claus wasn't real. Yeah, it's my just, parents didn't even fucking try. I'd be like, yeah, here it is. It's from... You know the super, the the, the, the shopping centre. If you don't like it, we can take it back. You know? <laughs> yeah, Happy Christmas! Yeah. Like, yeah, Santa works there. He works at all of them. Whatever. Fuck. How, does, how, how does Santa Claus work in sort of um, Australia? In the sense, I know the part of me would think there'd be less belief in it because it's it, all it's always snow and sleds and reindeer. Oh yeah, it's what's he going? What's he going? So snow isn't part of summer. Christmas at all. No, no, so that's, that's the one big thing that English people English sun. people come over. And, like that's the one big thing, and like. You know, they love the hot weather and that, and they talk about how much they love the the, the weather and, and whatever. But then when it gets to Christmas, and that's like... So you peak, don't have peak, snow globes, you have like summer. sunny globes. <laughs> Bits yeah. of sun well, come out, rays, rays of sun shoot down from it. Um, yeah, but around Christmas time, they start to miss, get nostalgic and miss Yeah, home. I can't, I've never had a hot... Christmas. It doesn't. We don't do Christmas. They say English people say we don't do Christmas, but we do. We do. But it's just like yeah. Obviously, it's, you know, it's public holiday and it's Christmas celebrated and all that. But it's not. It's not like London. It's do you do like big the, roast Christmas dinners? No, definitely not. The the food at the cuisine of choice is seafood. It's usually like it's peak summer. Yeah, and seafood yeah, and and, yeah, and yeah, beach yeah. trips aren't even like tri- days out aren't even too uncommon either. Yeah, like, that's quite good though. Isn't it? Be nice. It's it's a, it's nice. It's, I mean, it's Christmas still on the yeah. beach. Um. Yeah, 
Um, I uh, we've got questions on the group. We should probably start doing because we always forget to do them. We oh, look yeah, at the time and realize we haven't even started it. We'll do some. It's the hottest um, day of the year today. Yeah. Hottest day ever. No, yeah, yeah, ever for this date. Oh really? But I don't know if it's ever. Is that what it is? Well, maybe it's ever. I thought it might date. be the hottest recorded London temperature. In really? History. I think. Yeah, I think last year was last year. I mean, I, you know, I know people just go global warming and stuff like that and and, and stuff. Um, but like the weather since I've moved to this country it's been so crazy like yeah. we had the cold last year we had the coldest winter yep. ever or, or something or like or something like the coldest february or some shit yeah, like yeah, that yeah yeah and then with the best then we had summer the second hottest summer on record yeah. and saying like the the longest or some shit like that and then today the hottest day yeah. and it's been quite a hot summer in general i i'd say yeah. i don't know i don't, well, I don't know that thing, i think it came late yeah. But then it's really mostly being nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, everyone was, and this is the, this is what annoys me about British people. Yeah, in um, in we the amount of people that were saying, "Oh, foot, remember last year it was all nice." Yeah, everyone's yeah. moaning about how this summer hasn't come, and the moment it comes and it's amazing. Yeah, people just lose their fucking minds. British people complain about the weather. Like Australian people complain about the weather. Australian people are pretty much obviously just British people, but add add heat and like two hundred yeah. years, um, but. Australian people complain about the weather heats and like to the point where I think there's a comedian with a joke about sort of talking about it but you know they'll walk out when it's so hot all the time and they'll be like how hot is it how hot but I think like because you guys have so many more extremes of temperature here English people talk about the weather so much like so much and like my mate that's got like a, a a regular job like you know when I speak to him at work like it's just he just talks about the nice days the weather weather's a like a it's just always on your mind here, I suppose. Yeah, I know it's bizarre, and just the the reaction to it is all. We never we're never not surprised by heat. Yeah, like yeah. the amount of people. I've, yeah, I think it was the day before yesterday. I saw so many people walking down the street with like boxes with fans in it. Yeah, and I was like, you know, it was hot last year. It was like, yeah. why is it now you're buying this? Yeah, yeah. I, I bought one yesterday. Did you? Yeah, but it's sort of like, August, isn't it? But it's only it's only going to be like this for a couple of days, isn't it? Fans yeah. are crap as well. Exactly, you're night, just now. blowing the hot air around. Yeah, it's utterly yeah, pointless. Yeah. So it's just I don't I find it yeah people on the um, tube as well. Told, someone told me to um, some advice to put your sheets in the fridge. What That's yeah. advice great. if you've lost your fucking yeah. mind? <laughs> <laughs> Do some LSD. Yeah. I saw that somebody told me they put their put, um, where put lycra their, their fucking pillowcases yeah. in the yeah, freezer yeah, for a bit. Yeah, they it's do a good that, idea, yeah. man. Yeah. It's not, but just it's not. It's not the end of the world. You're not in, you're night, in the night fire. time. It's brutal though. It's some, warm. some, some. But it depends where you live. Isn't it's it? brutal. We're in London. We're in the hottest part of the country, right? But my room is facing. Like I don't know. It's just fucking it's, like a sauna. And, and, and it's the thing, but I get it, and I get it's hot, and people are like, I can't sleep. But it's only for a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. Why? What, why can't people just go? Do you know what? I'll just suck it up for a couple of days rather than losing my fucking mind. Yeah. The sheets are going in the freezer tonight, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, I just find it, people on the tube uh, yesterday were so annoying. Everyone's moaning, pissing and moaning about the yeah. heat. It's like it's like this every year, guys. Yeah, yeah. Just fucking get used to yeah. it, man. Get a bike, innit? You know, you got to say, as I've said before, like Bruce Lee said, be like water. But uh, on the on the on the malleable. On the contrary, like Australians talk about the winter here, like it's. Biblical like Game and Thrones, yeah. It's mm. like that's what I was. That's what I was prepared for when I was yeah, coming yeah, over. Yeah. I was like, it's going to be like, yeah, the game of game, watching Game of Thrones and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is fine. Like, this, it's this fine. Is fine. It never gets to more than about minus one. Well, like, it rarely gets. It rarely gets. Like it gets. 
that cold for as long as it gets this hot. It's you okay. know, like, yeah, it's, like, it's fine. I know people that have like grown up in parts of Canada where they've got to put about eight layers on to get to the car. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's that sort of a good a good coat made a big difference. I've I, totally. abstained from buying a coat just because I didn't know. I was on certain one, and it's quite an expensive purchase. So I'd purchase cheaper, smaller ones, and it was stupid. And then I just, yeah, I bought a good one, and life life's changed. Good coat That's why or England, good layers. Well, English people look so, uh, and Jimmy McGee, he's an, he's he's one for example. It looks they look so suave in winter. They dress up so so well, like yeah. you know, they. Thanks. Um, well, we definitely know, they, look, we they, look better in winter than we do in summer. Yeah, summer like, we all look summer like this. you look like you've raided your your parents' wardrobe or something like that. You know, <laughs> you're wearing like an old basketball shorts, some oversized shirt, you know, like masseuse thongs or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, some yeah. weird ass, yeah, sorry, flip-flops. And then, um, and yeah, and, and so, but in, in winter, when we're here, we look like that. We, you know, we've, we're literally wearing every article of clothing we own and walking yeah, yeah, yeah. but you guys just have, can have like, you know, a nice shirt, a scarf and a coat or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, that's, that looks nice. That's how it's like. Yeah. It's um, it's nice, but um, I yeah, some I mean I'm we're currently wearing a Bob Marley vest, which is fucking horrendous. I mean I can't speak too much either. I'm wearing a, I mean all rules go out the window today, but Julian's looks quite, quite yeah. cool as fuck. Do you not sweat in that t-shirt? Yeah, in this I am day? a human being. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, bad. Does it not show? It, it does a bit. Yeah, I need to uh, get down the shops, mate. Um, buy some bright colours. Do you not wear? Yeah, you don't really own. Do you own any bright t-shirts? Not at the moment, no. Um. I'm gonna get some. Uh, and what about you're wearing jeans shorts, which I see. I I don't own Daisy any jeans Dukes. shorts. Yeah, they're not. I mean, they're not sort of. I might cut them batty high. huggers. <laughs> I might cut them high for Hampstead Pond. <laughs> chop, chop them off, mate. <laughs> really tight. Um, I we got, sorry. Questions. That's what we were going to do. Frank All James. Right. Um, this is a good question. Actually, he says, "Is it still funny for a man to be naked?" This is still quite a regular trope at the fringe. You know, in fringe shows that people was see people doing like getting naked and stuff and it usually ends with hilarity or is that because the comedians who engage in it don't have a six pack is it just only funny if a bloke's a bit out of shape to be if naked if they were ripped oh. as fuck it'd be like not funny there was a lot of nudity like <laughs> no. in the, in the sort of mean, around it, the ponds yesterday and like seeing an old naked man makes me laugh it would be funny it could still make it funny stick. if it was like a ripped <clears> person I think you just have to put it within context it has to I'll have give a, it a go next context year. Than... what's the context that can make a really ripped naked man funny rather than well like say say Say, the movie, say in the movie Borat, <laughs> Borat, the end of Borat. I think that scene would be funny, although it's funnier with like him being skinny or, um, and the big guy. It's yeah, and and going through the that would be funny, even if the guys were fit Ripped, or not. I suppose know? would it be and as funny? It though? wouldn't be as funny, no. no. But it's kind of like, I mean, you can say that about comedy in general. You know, like it's it's easy to laugh at like people being self depreciating that it is for people being cocky. Yeah, agree, definitely. Know? Yeah, there's that old thing that people say like really attractive people can't really do comedy. Which, we we yeah. try though. We do try <laughs> and fail. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've done a few gigs. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever? You've never got naked on stage. No. 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 I don't I, think I, I've I got naked. Of, uh, on stage. You don't yeah. think? <laughs> no, I've definitely. I, I once did a gig in my pants in Edinburgh because I lost a bet with Chris Martin, who somebody asked actually on the group, "How is Chris? He's very well. He's loving LA life." nipping back over at the end of October for a couple of weeks um, so we'll catch up with him when he's in town um, yeah I've done a gig in my pants and it totally ruins any ability you have to be funny yeah because you can't not 
That's all they're yeah, seeing is a man in his pants. Apart from even being quite funny, it's, it's physically distracting. Like, you well, know. that's what I mean. You can't then just do some observational stuff about fucking yeah. McDonald's drive-thrus when yeah. you're in your pants. <laughs> You'd have to be standing in your pants for about 40 minutes. For so they all get used to yeah, it. Yeah, you've got to sit in the yeah. corner of the room so they get used to your... Uh, oh, you know the movie... Do you ever remember the movie Starship Troopers? Yeah, yeah I love, I love Starship Troopers. Yeah. Love that um, Who was the director of that? Paul Verhoeven. Yeah, so on the Number scene... Number two was a bit... Uh, was apparently, shit, yeah. apparently, he didn't do that the shower well. scene where like there's a shower scene where everyone's naked. naked like he got all the crew to get naked as well to make them all feel comfortable yes feel Except comfortable. For he him. got naked as well yeah I think everyone got everyone everyone got naked and I think but from what I, I think he might have started it he I just got naked and went everyone get naked yeah. they all just have this is a shower oh, scene there's nothing sexy scene. about it oh, but when you were a kid it was like when you were a kid it was cool I remember like it being a talked about scene at school yeah I really fancied the the redhead I can't remember but I remember it being Quite a fun f- film, but sexy. It's quite as well. scary, yeah. wasn't it? N- n- not no, okay, no. Pum, no, pum, no, not mate. for me. Not for me. <laughs> I mean, like it's um, I, it's such a good film. That is, a, it's one of them films. It is when you watch it as a kid, it's exciting because it's soldiers shooting aliens. Yeah. It's when a you great watch, story. When you watch it as a grown-up, you realise what it's about. You realise it's about the media and sort of you know jingoism. Um, but you know, let's not get too pretentious about it. It's actually a very deep film. Give it another watch. That Robocop in it. You watch Robocop. It's a double layered film. Oh, what's the second layer of Robocop? It's the same thing. It's all about sort of um, police state and sort of the media and oh, manipulation right, right, and, right, you know, right, sort right. of the corporate nature of modern uh, yeah, yeah. control. Anyway, Has Robocop had a reboot? It was about a Robocop. Dreadful, a dreadful reboot that who took away it? all the good. Who did it? Who did it? I don't know. Because Paul, Paul Verhoeven did Robocop as yeah, well. Yeah, Robocop. He didn't do Robocop 3, did he? No, he only did one. He did that. He did Star Robocop 2 was really good too, but Robocop 3 sucks. Um, I, Robocop 2 wasn't as good as the first one yeah but but yeah um, so they've done a, re, a, a reboot of the whole franchise of Robocop they just did one it was, I think it got pretty much panned yeah because it was just it was so boring and it didn't have the fun nature of that sort of quite cheesy yeah. Paul Verhoeven style well, it's, it's a hard. bit over the top it needs a whole rewrite and it's really hard because we're almost at the point where that te- where we are at the point where that technology could exist. So you know you can't fantasize over yeah. there. You know, so it needs a whole rewrite. Well, Elon Musk did a thing last week talking about. I saw some people retweeting it about how we're at the point now where you could they're going to start trialing putting like a chip in your brain. Yeah, and it's like we're fucked, mate. Who's going to volunteer for that? Um, nutters, Me. people that love Elon Musk and want to be robots. Fuck that. So yeah, I think we're make in. a hoverboard, man. Well, it? that's it. Stop putting Fuck chips around. and fucking finally make that dream come true. You wankers. What's the worst compliment you've ever received, Grant Scott? You're really brave. <laughs> well, after a gig, no, oh, I, get, I get, I get sometimes after a stage, uh, after, after a stage, because of just my persona and and years of not looking after myself, I'd say. I sometimes get people coming up to me after on stage. Oh, I love it how you play that loser character. <laughs> oh man! Oh, come on, man! I'm, I'm just, just trying to be myself here, you know. <laughs> or I've got also get like people accuse me of being like drunk or stoned when I'm, I'm sober. That used and, to happen to Benny Boots. And yeah, oh, Australian. He... Well, and I've been compared to someone else compared me to him recently. Actually, but um. I remember getting one of the. It's it scarred me for life. Actually, this moment in in New Ze- Auckland, New Zealand, I, I got kicked out of like not let into a pub and I was sober. Yeah, like, that's the. <laughs> but man, he goes. But I was, like to his credit, I was texting on the way there, and I sort of walked 
into a pole. Like, not yeah. walk. I shouldered, <laughs> I shouldered a pole, right? I just shot. I did not walk straight on into it. I just clipped, yeah. clipped it. And I walked up to it. Who put that pole there, for yeah. sake? How much, how much have you been drinking? And I go, oh, I, go I haven't been drinking. And he goes, oh, let me see your ID. And he said, how old are you? And he asked me my age. And so I'm so surprised yeah. that I said the wrong age. Oh, God. <laughs> so, but I had it and I'm so, yeah. I was like, he goes, mate, no, you're not coming in. I was like, he did a good job by all accounts. Mm. Me and my friend Rich once, we got, we walked into a pub in Tooting called The Castle, which we'd not, we'd never, ever been drinking. It was like, there was about, it was where we sort of all grew up and that, and there was about eight pubs just along the sort of main strip. We used to go to sort of four of them. We very rarely went to the others. There were shit and old men pubs. But one time out of the blue, we just went, oh, let's go to that castle. Let's see what that's saying. Went to walk in and the bouncer stopped my mate Rich and went, you're barred, mate. You know that. Never been, he'd never been in it. No, like, and my mate was like, um, I've never been here, mate. He goes, Yeah, don't try that, mate. We barred you last week. And it was literally this guy was just convinced my mate Rich was somebody they'd kicked out and barred from the week I've before. Done that before had never after been a night there. out, like not not knowing where I'd been. And the next day I went back to the club that I was at, and he was like, No, nah, mate, not after last night. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was with my girlfriend. I was like, Oh, all right, fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> Didn't even know I'd been here. Oh, <laughs> was, yeah. But yeah, worst compliment as as a comic, it is that when somebody says something, they, you know, they think. Really br- did you enjoy that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, the best. No one the, else did. The best one of those, like when people have no idea of him, did this sh- shitty gig in um, in in Sydney, and it's just small small pub, and in the middle of nowhere, and it was just shit. And it's it's just this <laughs> weekly gig. <laughs> I won't mention it now. They have badly. I've spoken about it. But I remember doing it. I haven't done it for years, but the last time I did it, this guy comes up to me out of the crowd and he goes, mate, that was fantastic. That's fantastic. He goes, so, so what, did you just do here? Or- <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> I God. the one pub each week there. I, um, Every night, yeah. I must have told on here about the time a taxi driver asked me how much I make as a comedian and then got, like, see, see uh, basically... And this isn't a way of going, like, I make money or anything, but, like, obviously it's a, it, we get paid for it. It's our, it's our jobs, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So we make a living from it. And, you know, it's a fluctuating economy, isn't it? Yeah, some yeah. years you have a great year. Some years you're just like, oh, I made all right. I've got to yeah, buy it. Yeah. I got a taxi in uh, Belfast, and he, he knew I was a comedian, so the club had booked him to, to pick me up and take me to the hotel. And so he's like, oh, you're a comedian then? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, do you do it for a living? Like, we got chatting for about five minutes before this, so we got on a bit, and he was nice. He said, you do it for a living? I said, yeah. And he was like, that's amazing. It must be great. You know, you've managed to turn it into your job. And, he, and then he said, do you mind me asking how much you earn? And I went, what? He goes, yeah, just that, you know, I'm curious. And he, I sort of went, uh, you know, and I explained to him, I went, you know, it's different, isn't it? Every week's different. So it's no, there's no sort of, you know, some years it's great, whatever. But, and I said, some, you know, some weeks you have an amazing week. But then you might not get, you know, you might have two weeks off. And you don't make any money at all, so it's just you know you can't really put a number on it. And he kept, I oh, just go on, give me a figure. Like, and he goes, like, he goes, how much did you make last week? And I um, and I I said, oh, you know, it's I don't really, I shouldn't really say. And he goes, come on, he was so friendly. And finally, I sort of went, well, you know, last week actually was a weird week. I did a corporate gig, which I rarely do. I did a really nice weekend at a big club with a couple of other little ones. So it was actually probably an extreme number. And I told him the amount. And he lost his fucking mind. He went so... He went, what? I went, what? He goes, you make that much money telling jokes. And he got so angry with me. He started having a go at me for making that much money for standing up and doing comedy. And it was like, what the fuck, man? What do you expect me to do? What, are you Did sorry? you tip you? him? I didn't know. I wasn't even paying for the taxi. But it was the most uncomfortable, like... We had about another 10 minutes going to the thing. And he just basically stopped talking to me. 
because he was angry that I'd answered his question. Yeah. It's a bit rude. Though, but it went from, how can you compliment somebody and say, it's great that you make a living doing comedy, and then they tell you that how much money they make, and then they fucking lose their shit. It's rude, isn't it? It's fucking rude, mate. I just had a very good week. I'm not Should saying I made that. I wish I made that fucking every week. I'd be rich. Um, what's the best heckle you've ever received? Dandino Perino. I mean, you've obviously had um, quite an experience. You, you talk about in your show about the time you sort of got cancelled I don't talk about it in this show no, no that was the last show yeah but I just uh, I, I did that I did that in my my show in Melbourne but um, that wasn't really good heck the best <laughs> cancelled by the way is the wrong word <laughs> but I suppose that was before we even knew what cancelling was it was slightly probably just before that oh in Australia it was way before yeah well, way before it was like second second what year was it I mean it's going to go we're going to open a big can of worms well, for, no, we'll briefly just give listeners a back because I don't think we talked about it last time. You basically had a little exchange with an audience member and it went around online. Yes. And you got sort of slammed. Deported. Well, not deported, but um, I, got, I got slammed. Uh, it got, it got put, put in some... Um, I think the culture has changed quite a bit now, the outrage sort of culture, but it was pre... Someone's drilling in their garden. Outside, yeah. All right, I'm going to have to shut them back doors. Um, you told a story while... I can hear while I'm shutting the doors. <laughs> Going to get so um, hot, isn't it? Well, yeah, it was pre all this stuff, so um, it was it had only happened once before in Australia. And front doors, <coughs> and sorry, back to the yeah, so yeah, um, yeah, and had an altercation. This person put uh, their version of the story on, on, on some sort of uh, groups online and then these groups online sort of started messaging me quite a bit and then I left it but then other comedians that were there on the night started messaging back saying, no, this is bullshit, this didn't happen. Because the hair colour was bothering all the comedians all night and then you... It was... On. Yeah, so... They took umbrage with a bit. It was... No, so... Oh, fuck. All right, I'll go into it real quick. So, <laughs> night before Melbourne Melbourne Comedy Festival starts, I go do an open mic in like a room that's like usually quite quite um, quite quite loose and comedy savvy and quite fun. Yeah. And when I started, I used to write like um, my style sort of just it's joke joke writing and it's sort of a touch on absurd at times and stuff like that and observational, but generally very very silly. Yeah. And um, when I started, I, I used to try write. I wrote. I've, I saw a few times it been done, like like Stuart Lee does it a bit, and um, a couple of American comedians that I really like, John Dor from Canada. But they sort of write these meta meta comedy jokes. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> and so I used to write a few, try write a few of them. They got heaps of attention. And so when I went when I went to America, I went to the states when I was starting, and Daniel Tosh got in this incident at the Laugh Factory. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember that. So it was a rape, whatever. It was rape a, joke. It was the first time it ever happened. It was a big thing about a rape rape joke there. And it was so big in LA. It was just so big. It was what everyone was talking about and on the comedy scene. And I just got Twitter and I just started trying to write jokes and stuff like this. And whatever worked, if anything got anything, I'd just do it on stage that yeah, night. Yeah. And so I wrote a joke just because it was trending, the number one trending topic thing. I wrote a joke saying, oh, if, if you're black, you can do jokes about being black. If you're gay, you can do jokes about being gay. So I suppose Daniel Tosh can, can do rape jokes like that. <laughs> and it got a few likes and stuff like this. So... I was doing it there and it was killing. Like, and it was just like, and I was just like, it was so, 
I, it was a different time in the sense that, like, I don't mean times have changed in that way. I mean, it was, like, not as – I suppose I do in some ways, but it, was, it wasn't as sensitive and these, these topics weren't in the media as much and stuff like this. And it was, like – it was just this time where – I know it sounds weird, but, like, every, a lot of people were doing – uh, putting or doing rape jokes or putting the word rape into oh, jokes. There was like, a period where I heard so was, many comedians. It was do. like this period. So like you start, and I was just starting, you know. And I'm trying to be more clever than I am. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you see, your, like your Bill Birds and your Louis CKs and your Sarah Silvermans and your Amy Schumers and all the, the best comedians in the world doing it. And yeah. Going really, and then so I and and even my con- from my contemporaries as well that I'd work with at like the the Sydney Comedy Store and stuff like that. They all they all did it. Yeah. And then so I thought I had my take on it in a really yeah, unique, yeah, yeah. absurd, silly sort of meta comedy way as well, and I always got a lot of praise and stuff like that. And then when I came back to Australia, I wanted to have a, a whole new set. I just started, and I started in Australia, then went, went to went and visited a friend in LA, and I wanted to have a whole new set and try to sign with a, an agency and stuff. So I came back, and that joke was working really well. And I remember saying to a friend that I was staying with, who was a girl. I know the gender gender doesn't matter, but it was um, just just for the context of this, and and. You know, she goes, oh, well, why don't you change it about yourself? And that'll be, and then and, and she goes, so. <laughs> One of the self, worst bits of advice self, I've ever heard. Self-depreciating. But at the time, I remember I heard I laughing so much and it yeah, wasn't, yeah, yeah. I know like, it just sounds like, and I don't mean like different days back then or whatever. And maybe it's something about being a privileged young person or something like that. You have never even experienced yeah, the world, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. that you, you. You, you know, like young people just joke about fucking hor- horrible oh. things. You know what I mean? And like, I'm not even talking about like our generation. I'm talking young people now and shit like yeah. that. If you've got any nephews or ne- my know, like nephews in year, year twelve, they definitely or do, high yeah. school, and I see the memes and yeah, shit like yeah. that. And so, like, so we thought it was so funny. And then I've never ever got a complaint in comedy either, yeah. ever. So like, just maybe due to my style, I, I was able to get away with away yeah. with this stuff. And and it was it was always seen in the world of. Uh, Absurdism and and, and people got it, it was joke. a joke, yeah, and and just due to my you style, weren't actually like, a rapist right. getting up on stage then doing and, jokes afterwards about it. And well, cheers, <laughs> <laughs> mate. Just to clarify just and that to, to listeners, uh, contextualise it. <laughs> so yeah, I go to Melbourne and I get I get okay, uh, rapists no. don't do rape jokes though, do they? I bet. <laughs> um, I so, mean, I, I mean, I'd hope. There's not too You'd many. You'd hope they would. I hope there's not too Norm many McDonald rapists in comedy. That'd be the last straw if they did. Well, Norm Macdonald does a bit about, about talks about someone saying, um, oh, the, the worst part about Bill Cosby was like the hypocrisy. Oh, yes, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, oh, I think it's a raping. You know? Yeah. <laughs> because I don't, I guess find me a rapist that isn't a hypocrite, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. They're all just going out for a bit of a rape today. <laughs> the but, worst um, thing was hypocrisy. Yeah, so... Anyway, um, I go to this gig before Melbourne Comedy Festival starts, and um, the the night before it starts, and the gig's horrible. Like, there's just no one there for some reason. There's like yeah. 13 people in the crowd. Every, all these international comedians are on, and they're all doing like quite long, and the night's going over, and so people have left. And this one person is just heckling everyone the whole night. It's just death. Like, yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's not like so bad because the gig's bad itself you know mm. so like yeah, yeah when a gig's yeah. shit from the get-go it's kind of like a bad you, gig is you like, embrace it it's it's like, it can be th- funny as well but a bad gig's like a theater or something like yeah, that you know yeah, this yeah. is this was fucked from the get-go it's yeah, like yeah, should yeah. we go or should we do it almost you know like yeah. we should have pulled out and they were almost going to put like stop it at one night at, at one point in the show it got so bad and then anyway so i go up on stage and the one person that had been heckling me a long time 
Uh, I, I do that joke, I do some other jokes, do some jokes about like cereal and shit like this, and I'm just, it's just shit. And then, so it's just <laughs> it's silent. True. It's just, no, it's just, the atmosphere's dead there. It's just people. Uh, so, you know, you try at that point of time to get, you know, you just try and get any, yeah, any yeah, energy yeah, in the yeah, room. Yeah. So I talk to this person that I know is a maniac, that I know is going to, but I'm just trying to, you know, I just yeah. want any noise is better than no noise at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, hey, well, so I'm like, what are you? And they're jumping around. They're jumping around, right? And they've jumped under the table now. <laughs> and so I go, hey, what are you doing under the, bloody jumping under the table? And she's like, you suck. You think rape's funny. And I said, oh, no. I said, they definitely, definitely don't. Uh, we can look. I said, she goes, no, you suck. Yeah. And I said, I'm like, oh, look, can, I said, can we just talk about it after the gig? I said, I'm sorry. I said, but what are you doing under the table? And she goes, you, and she just kept going. And I was like, oh, fuck. So I kept, I kept trying to like, I kept trying to go on. And she's like, just keeps saying, saying I suck and just yelling at me and, and stuff. And I'm like, I said, look, I'm sorry if you're offended. We'll talk after the gig. I said, I said, I've got to, I've got to go. I said, I'm going now anyway. And, as I'm saying that, she goes, fuck off the stage. And I go, oh, fuck off and die. And I walk off the stage yeah. like that. And not, not a nice thing to say to someone, but not a great... Obviously, fair enough. They're no, no, it's not fair. It's I mean, fair I should, It's more from a comedic perspective. I should have been out. I, maybe maybe should say something funnier. I don't know. But anyway, it's, so I walk off. But fair enough, yeah. And, 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 and then... Everyone was chanting for her to get out at the yeah, room. They're yeah, like, yeah. out, get out, out, out. And this one girl goes up to her when like when I was on and goes, Get uh, get the fuck out. What are you doing here? And she was about to like fight her. It looked oh like they were about to fight. So I walk over to the bar, the bartender like passes me a drink and then this person's they they call off the night after this, they're like, All right, the night's going, whatever. <laughs> so she the next day, <laughs> Melbourne Comedy Festival is about to start, and I start getting about like like that. Just all these tweets start coming in. I'm thinking, oh, these maybe I've got like 400 Twitter followers at this point. <laughs> you think it's about to I blow think, up? Oh, I think, oh, <laughs> fuck, people are coming into my show. This is crazy. And I like, go to it. It's just like you're a fucking piece of shit. Fuck off. You're how dare you threaten someone's life and all this shit and, and all you think rape jokes are fu- all this shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? And like, I, I instantly know something's up because. There was only like 13 or 14 people in the yeah, room and yeah. everyone hated it. Like this person was on their own. So it was like I instantly knew that like, well, this this how's this happening? Yeah, yeah. And then I find out that she's put the, – this person is studying gender studies at university, 24 four years old and studying gender. And they wanted to sort of launch a career as – or I don't know if they wanted to at that point, but they they took offence to not just myself but the whole night in general. And, you know, they were ridiculed and made to feel like an idiot, but it was their fault. And so they put in on this post saying that she objected to a, a joke by taking a silent protest underneath the table. And I told her to fuck off and die. And I, I threatened a life or some shit like this. And then so she puts this in these forums. It goes nuts. And people are just, comedians start replying. I never replied, but comedians start replying that were there and other people there and the owners of the place and stuff saying this didn't happen, blah, blah, blah. Then they get it to a journalist, and the journalist puts out an article on like really? the second day of the. What publication was it? Sydney Morning. Uh, no, uh, Melbourne. Uh, the Age. I the was fucking out. So, proper the publication as well. Yeah. So, the second day of the Comedy Festival. So, just before my first show, I was taking the second day, article comes out with a zoomed in picture of my face, <laughs> right? 
And it good says, advert, man. It says, yeah. All publicity well, is like, good publicity. Well, hopefully it is. And it says, so it must have been a friend of theirs or something like that. Because she's like, previously she was a journalist for like electronic section and shit yeah, like this. Yeah. It wasn't like this. And then it says, comedian Ray Badrin tells woman to die for objecting to rape jokes. Oh, like, that, that is, what a version of that story, that so headline is. It goes, wasn't the peacock photo. And then used, it, goes, <laughs> it goes, a zoomed in photo <laughs> of my face, a zoomed in photo of my face and my name as well, just to try and really drum it yeah, in yeah, and yeah. just take off. And then all the clickbait words and then all, so Melbourne Comedy Festival just starting, just took off. So second, became the second most trending article in Australia for like, Quite a few days, sort of wow. fuck, fucked my show. <laughs> fucked me a lot, yeah. Um, so so did it hand, genuinely, hands. like, people believed it and genuinely, like... Well, I, I read the article and I was like, fuck, I'd hate this person, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it came yeah, across yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. It came across that I was trying to be like a brash man. She'd objected and I Edgy, sort of. The Daily Mail, when it went... So she then that person went... Because she was trying to start... A, at the time, there was a, quite a few sort of feminist critiques and famous feminist... Um, sort of uh, uh, scholars and stuff like that, making quite a good career in the media and stuff like that. And I, th- I believe this person was trying to trying sort to of get like into that. that so game. then like, I, I was told by PR agents and asked by the festival not to talk or engage. And it was just like, this hadn't happened before. That is the, I mean, do you, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer nah, in don't engage. No, nah, I think now looking back, I should have put out a statement, then not engage, you right. know. But it's like, oh yeah, yeah, because, sorry. But what, yeah, what I mean by not engage is never to reply the to the people. You don't have the clarity to put out the statement straight away. Like I just realised all this shit now. I mean, America would be no more. You need to release a mini statement than a big statement later. Right. But yeah, no. But this person went on every radio show they could, Fuck. everything. So it's the second most trending article in Australia after. The German Airwings plane crash disaster. Oh <laughs> it took some depressed guy Damn. to crash a it plane with 150 people into a hill in, in Germany or whatever. Yeah, then this open mic night with 13 people afterwards. <laughs> and it just didn't happen. So like, it just journal. didn't happen. Like, it just didn't, it it's just, like the journalists didn't want the truth, though. They just wanted a sensational story. Well, that's, oh, that's yeah, ultimately obviously, what most, obviously, yeah, That's the problem well, with most news now. They're so desperate to sell. Like, when, when the Don't journalist the mess- papers, when I got man. message saying from the journalist saying like oh we're writing an article about this can you make a statement and stuff like that and I hadn't made a statement I was genuinely like excited excited at this point because I thought I haven't done anything wrong I thought this will shut the the handful of people up online yeah I just didn't think like I didn't know what because it's gotten a bit out of hand online but I genuinely thought that that'd be in my fa- like <laughs> favour I didn't even yeah, think totally. I didn't, yeah, I didn't yeah, even yeah. think like. You know, I was worried about annoying maybe the comedy festival or something like that, or and annoying anyone with like like doing. But I just thought, oh no, this would. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I had nothing to hide or anything, and then, then it just got like that, and then they went on everything, and then it was an unfortunate crime as well around the same time in yeah, Melbourne, yeah. and then all this stuff. So it just kept getting bigger, and they went on every article. But with the Daily Mail, when it went to the Daily Mail over here, that I mean, I know that's notoriously the worst publication of all time. Yeah. But then they so they rewrite, and I remember. Because I never went through any of the messages at the time, because I got so many messages and stuff like that, I couldn't do it. Then, through my depression and and stuff, and just wasting my time, I've gone through gone through on Facebook and shit like. But Daily Mail was one of the people that asked me for contact me on Facebook, unknown message saying like, "Yeah, I'm a journalist from the Daily Mail. Can I have a like?" That's how fucking professional they are anyway. But it's, so it had it had um. And I never see it because, you know, if you get a message from someone random, it just goes into yeah, some yeah, weird, yeah. weird archive fault. Anyway, so then that comes out and it's got quite a big reach and an international reach. And it says, um, 
it's got like a dot. You know, they start their articles with dot points, like like okay, five yeah, dot, yeah. five like black dot to make the story. So it's like yeah. comedian Ray Badrin tells woman to die for objecting to rape joke, and then the, the first uh, dot point is. It's like in Ray Badrin's show, and so it's not my show. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. This is the second one is like after multiple rape jokes. Oh my god! Like a woman takes a silent protest underneath the table, and Ray Badrin walks over to her, stand, stands on top of her, stands on top of her. It says I stand on top of her. Like, oh so my I stand god! And says you're a piece of shit, and I hope you fucking die. Oh my god! So yeah, it's, yeah. it's like evolved even further oh, now, right? To use that blood for Edinburgh. Then it goes. It goes <laughs> But it just goes on oh, the silent protest bits a bit that annoyed me the most and she tried to start a hashtag on fucking Twitter and shit. I mean I I don't want to say I'm insensitive to anything either. So um but it's just like un- you can't have a silent protest in fucking it's silent protest people not laughing. It happens every fucking night, yeah, you know. Yeah. I've had about three previews where they silently protested <laughs> yeah. my show. The whole crowd silent protesting you, yeah. But then yeah, so I mean, the heckle, the heckle, to answer the question, the original question, the well, heckle, the heckle itself bad. wasn't that bad, but it's yeah, just the, my, my, my the global like, outrage up afterwards. Up the stage, yeah. Um, so, yeah, have you ever, have you ever met her since? No, I don't, I don't, Do you know, I, she, I don't begrudge any, 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 I mean, not, no, but like, I don't, yeah, not in that sense. I mean, have you ever, like, is she, does she ever, is she, she somebody sounds who's, like an arsehole. Is no, she still uh, she, sort she, of kicking she, around? I've, I've I mean, heard, I've heard. There's real victims. She's out there. not a. She'd never been to comedy before, so she's not. Okay. She's not in the social circle sort of thing. Apparently, someone told me. Someone messaged me and said that they they knew her and she'd never been to comedy before. And so, anyway, I'm. I'm but it's it's too late anyway. Yeah. It's everywhere. It's everywhere online. It's, it's what's done is done. But yeah, that tends to journal. be the case with people that sort of you know. I think I've I I've, I I totally understand. I've seen comedians say things on stage. I thought, fuck, man, that's horrible. But it's yeah. normally open mic. Yeah. Sort of comedians trying to be edgy, yeah, and I think they've just totally missed. But they won't the mark. go very far if they're just saying. Well, they won't. That's the thing. Things. Most of them get cut out. It's very rare you actually see a comedian say something that is incendiary or anything like that. Well, yeah. And often the people that genuinely sort of in a gig, and it's all like like somebody has to get kicked out of the comedy store at the weekend um, during Brennan Reese's set. And Brennan, like Brennan, is one of the most yeah accessible, nice comedians. He's yeah. so like he's lovely to watch. He's very everyone likes him. And like somebody just took umbrage of something, this really drunk woman, and then he sort of then just put her down, and she kicked off, and she had to be literally physically removed by the bouncers because she was going to storm the stage. Yeah, and like, and she, it was that thing of, she thought he had been offensive, but the fact that he hadn't, she had just yeah. had this narcissistic view that her, she was the most important person in the room, yeah, yeah. and it wasn't. Comedy is a sort of symbiotic thing when it's everyone should come as, into one group to watch this one person oh. and, and it should be a give and take between the two but she couldn't understand that why everyone else wasn't on her side and then she had to be removed because she was a lunatic but that's the problem when people sort of get uh, you, a narcissistic audience member is the worst thing the only narcissistic person that should which, be on stage because well, everyone's the thing that drives it to narcissists it. nowadays so it's like there's there's always that's like breeds the outrage yeah, culture. Yeah, yeah, Everyone yeah. thinks that they're more entitled than they are. Sort of, and thing. it's not but, as bad as people make it. Don't get me wrong. The, the amount of com- comics I know that go on about you can't say anything nowadays, and you absolutely can. You go to any club, any night. You can, oh, you're fucked. Saying you're, you're fucked at either side of the argument. You're fucked if you say like political correctness go mad. It's just not gone mad. It's not gone mad. But then. The other side's gone. Like the, it's gone. There are yeah. Obviously, there are some lunatics who and, and, and can't see out of their own sort of. Why is this annoying me? What's, your, what's your Edinburgh show about? Rape. 
it's called it's called rape bradrum no it's um, called rape lol no, it's <laughs> I, 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 as a, as a symptom. Trust Julian's coming and really ruin a very yeah. <laughs> nice conversation with a horrendous comment. I, I, I don't approve of any of these jokes. I don't, I approve, say, yeah. I don't, approve, I don't approve, approve of them. I don't approve no. of ninety-five percent of the things Julian says. No, but I, I don't. I force myself to listen <laughs> to get out of my echo chamber. No, if you cross the line, you've got to cross it so much. You have to hear other points of view. Man. Exactly. That's why. Yeah. That's why I brought you on board for this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it's because I was feeling like too much of a left-wing wanker <laughs> so I wasn't making enough horrendous jokes um, anyway we should start wrapping it up no one really says it's not oh those it, it is a bit in 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 England it's a bit of a divide like in, in Australia comedy. well like when I was just when you were saying that I was like no one really says it's like politically correct let's go mad oh, there's and definitely like, a new splinter in, group in, 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 in England or in London there's a new splinter group that I'd never seen before well, there's a splinter that, group that comedy underground oh, sorry for mentioning names what? or whatever Unleashed. Un- Unleashed. I, I think Unleashed I think that the concept I understand what they're doing but I actually think it's sort of a slightly misnomer because genuinely like most comics that go and do it do the same stuff they do everywhere else so yeah. it doesn't feel like yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't understand it doesn't. I don't think currently uh, that, it, that, 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 that there is this thing where you can't say anything at gigs anymore. It's like there's probably a handful of gigs you should probably watch well, your language and then all these students. Or if you're safe space corporate, gig. if you're booked for a corporate, you can't swear, you can't go in and yeah, say yeah. something in the front row. No, you, but there, there, is, there, is like, there is like a change <laughs> in like, like I said, like there was that time where people, everyone had it in their set and people were like trying to. That was a time where like. Trying to be controversial. And well, trying, trying to, be, to be controversial because. Comedy was seen as a safe space, and now it's like. So I don't know if it's a changing thing or if it's just a current climate. Like I don't know yeah. if what's what, and I'm not saying like, I, I. If you use that word, for example, that word's virtually impossible to use now. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I would I, say, yeah. and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm just saying it's but that's purely that's, organically. Probably, I do. Yeah. I think it's organic. And that's what, so you think it'll go on forever now, like that? And I, it's but just, I think it's always sort of moved along. Like twenty years ago, um, you know, twenty years ago, you never would have heard any comic make a joke about rape, right? It just became a bit of this weird, edgy sort of yeah, pushing boundaries bit, thing, yeah. and now the boundaries have been pushed again. Like everything's always moving. It's because it's, it's, it's totally... they see like Frankie Boyle doing dance. It's fluid. Stuff. There was a period of time when that was what that was the thing you had. Frankie Boyle. Was like, it was, but it was like from for an Australian who gets influenced by like England and America quite equally. Like there was a lot of America, and I'm not trying to sound like a sycophant here by like. But there was a and and this maybe goes into the ownership of the word too. But there was a lot of um, American women doing it, and they were yeah, really yeah. great. And yeah. like from from Sarah Silverman to Amy Schumer to Tina Fey and, yeah. and Amy Poehler, and, and I think like that, that was sort of once that became the thing. Like they actually made jokes about it from the perspective that it's probably the best perspective. Well, it, it wasn't like, as well. It was more at that time. It started off with it's like class clownism. It's like it's like. The teacher says you can't say the word fart, yeah. and they turn around yeah. and someone goes fart. Like it was, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. a bit of that yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. You know, it was a it bit is of a release coming from a woman than a man. I suppose it is. A, but, and this is this maybe speaks into my as 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 time's gone on. Can we delete me saying it earlier? No, <laughs> not. Oh. I'm going to make a little compilation of you just saying that oh, word. Shit. But what I will say is, as I've reflected over over it, <laughs> I'll read your messages daily. Mail, it's like, I'm trying to say something poignant. All right, at the come end on, mate. It's. What I th- I feel like if I do have, uh, what the guilt I do hold to it is, you know, broaching such a topic uh, when you're a new comic and writing it was I was only able to do it because I, was, I was felt sort of so 
oh, didn't feel so privileged, but was privileged in the sense that I never knew anyone that had yeah, 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 any, yeah, yeah, yeah. experienced this sexual assault. And I suppose our definition and understanding of that's changed. But at the time, and this might sound absurd, I thought, I thought like rapists were people like cannibals or something like that, you know. Yeah, I just yeah, thought you could yeah, joke yeah, about it. Yeah, I thought they were schizophrenic, like crazy yeah. people, and you know. I genuinely and think then, that's part of the reason now you don't hear jokes about it. It's not because you can't say it anymore. It's because I think just the, the concept of how, how prevalent it, it is, it's not people jumping we're out also, bushes. We're yeah, also, yeah. We're people also, know that it's such a it's, it's an ingrained problem in, you know, colleges, universities, relationships. It's, it's actually yeah. something that's so much more widespread than just what we thought it was of a bloke in a fucking balaclava yeah, jumping yeah, out of a bush. Totally, but to two. To, so to actually now I think people just go well you know it's not it's, I, I don't need it's to it's not actually funny man. well yeah, yeah I mean it's not and, and also there was that period that you say where loads of people were doing it maybe 1% was a joke good enough that it warranted using none that of word. them really are like now no one does them you know so none yeah, of them yeah. are it's the no, word, but I the still, word I've itself. still heard uh, I, hear, I hear female comedians touch on the subject but the, in part of a they routine they do it a different way now like they do it in a way where it's more poignant and powerful whereas before it was more it was an absurdist shocking punchline or silly you know it was always like um it it, it was just like cheek is the wrong 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 word but it was always just an absurdist punchline but i I genuinely think that's just that comedy just constantly moves it never stops i will say this in the and i agree with you and i don't really know but like just to play devil's advocate to that where it is the third, a third, I think, th- third wave of feminism at, at the moment, or, or whatever, which is obviously brilliant and stuff like that. But you don't, you know, you don't make jokes about September 11 right when it's happened on on the. So it's a very big social issue at the moment. And yeah. Oh yeah, yeah I, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a large part of. So my you reckon opinion. 20 years time there's going to be another well, wave my, of jokes about? My, like, start writing now. Part of the thing, reason why it exploded, and you talk about it, this just before it was just before sort of this wave of feminism had happened. Before I didn't know terms like gaslighting. I didn't know men. Yeah, yeah, I got called these things online that I didn't. I had to Google. I yeah, didn't really yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like and I say, I think and, people are more informed now. I think and, it's better for us as comedians to be more informed about. Oh, I totally, who we're totally to agree. As totally agree. But. I just mean maybe the outrage wouldn't have been as much if the, if it wasn't as such of a touchy time. No, at, at the course. same at yeah, the yeah, same yeah. time as well. I Absolutely, you're a good yeah. person, man. You did nothing. So I apologise for anyone that I've offended. It's not acceptable. Oh, you haven't offended to anyone listening to this. Oh, maybe, maybe it well is offensive in in any way. You know, like and I, I just I am not. I haven't left. No, don't try to sound uh, too much like a, a good person, but I think about it in race sometimes, and I don't want. I don't want to sound like an old white guy or something like that talking about like I'm not racist, I didn't do that, you know, yeah, when it's yeah. just like an over you know, so I I, I want to recognise any any wrongdoings I've done and, and, and sort of learn from it and move move That's forward without trying to trying to uh, yeah. trying you to win sound or you like learn. too much of a good person. Yeah. But I'm not a good person either. One day Julian, quite a Julian will also learn from some mistakes. <laughs> Can I tell you something funny to finish it off though? So it's not so I don't end on that. Go on in. On on this year's Edinburgh show, when does this come out? I don't know because we're banking we're banking some because Julian's not in Edinburgh. He's popping up for a few days, so I'm gonna, we're going to release him maybe during Edinburgh. This we we we're very time specific on this one. We talked about the heat. We talked oh, about. I mean, shit, yeah, yeah. But no, the, maybe, maybe this one will go out next week. Maybe. Well, well, if if you listen, come to my Edinburgh show. Um, but this what this what I did. You talk about lies, and we're talking about shows. Um, so I just got. You know, as you're saying, I just moved over and stuff like that. I had yeah. quite a tough time last year, like a, 
up up and down and stuff like that. And, and I'm really happy this year and I've signed with uh, a cool what well, the agency you guys are with and stuff like that. And I'm really happy and work, work, working and stuff like that. And I'm doing Edinburgh for the first time and they've been really nice and helped me out and stuff like that. And I'm using PR agent, Flory, who you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have, you, have I told you the story or is no. it? No. Oh. And then so I've done a science degree at university when I, was, when I was younger and she asked me for all the information about myself and I gave it to her and we had a bit of a chat and stuff like this. And she sent out my press release. And then when I was getting my poster done not that long ago, I was like, oh, I needed a quote for the poster. And I was like, where am I going to find a quote? So I was like, oh, maybe it'll be on this press release. So I have a look on the press release and like – I read it for the first time. I never read it before. Oh, I just signed mate. off and said, yeah, it was oh, fine. Oh, come on. And so I read it for the first time. This is months after it was said. And it says, it says I'm a doctor. A doctor no. <laughs> Dr. Ray Badger. I'm a doctor. In it, and, and it talks about that. And so now that's out in a lot of articles and stuff Quality. like this. And um, I'm a doctor. And so that's so one. if anyone's ill or feels a bit rough in Edinburgh, though. Come to my show, yeah. And that's the one stuff up. And then the other stuff up is on my show, uh, advertising. uh, You know, so when when you fill out the fringe form, it's got like warnings about your show, what's in there, swearing, uh, violence or something like that. And one of them's walking. What? One of them says walking. Yeah. And I'm talking, well. Does that mean for audience members? Well, this is, I thought, how else am I going to get on the stage? Uh, so I, I ticked, I ticked, no. I ticked walking. I ticked like, oh, I'm going to want to walk around at least to the stool to get a drink of water. <laughs> <laughs> and um, anyway, so it's advertised as a, a walking show, Shut like a walking God. tour. Oh, my God. So if. If 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 you if you're one of the little um, if, if if by one in a million chance you're one of the few people that bought the tickets to the show and you're listening to this, it's not a walking doctor's tour. It's, yeah, a walking <laughs> tour of Edinburgh with Dr. Ray Badger <laughs> <laughs> from Australia, who knows absolutely nothing about Edinburgh anyway. That's a bit funny. What, what time's your show? Where is it? Nine forty-five at the Pleasant Cellar. Has got tables to sit. Under? Cellar's a great room. I don't know. I'd have to ask Carl. Don't, 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 don't bring that up. Don't listen. Not a high. No, it's not, it's a lovely room. Very small, intimate, fun. <clears throat> yeah, Ray's a great comedian. Um, I saw he's a good egg. I saw. Yeah, I've seen some great shows in that room. I once saw two episodes of Mash, which was Joe Wilkinson's sketch group with Diane oh, Morgan. Right. Joe, Joe Wilkinson's one of the comedians that blew my mind. Coming That's over great. Here. Yeah, and he's like a national. Like he doesn't. I mean. Now I've heard a lot more people in Australia talk about him and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. when I first came over, he was sort of just like I'd never heard of him yeah, before, yeah. and I was like blew my mind about how funny he was. I saw I I, I saw Joe's first ever gig. Oh wow! It was before I'd started comedy. Wow! But when I was thinking about starting out, I used to go to um, this gig, which is now the, it's at the place where the Banana Cabaret is. Yeah. But in, they used to do a new act night on a Tuesday. Um, oh, in the top room upstairs? No, no, in the downstairs oh. room. It used to be run by a guy called Ed, who is no longer with us, sadly. But um, And basically, uh, I, I went there when I was sort of watching, I was started watching open mic stuff, because so I was like, I want to do comedy. Let's see what it's like with newbies. And I went, and uh, he, he brought on Joe as this guy's doing his first ever gig. And I remember watching Joe walk on, didn't have a beard at the time. He had shaggy hair, and he was smoking on stage. He was so nervous, his hand was shaking. And he did a routine about his mum's towels and stuff. It's fucking great. Anyway, right. so go and see your show. Uh, we'll be doing some. Uh, we'll be in Edinburgh, knocking around, hanging about, mate. And um, come and say hi. Yeah, come and say hello. Slide into Julian's DMs. He's now single. Always welcome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Fuck, you guys cover everything at this podcast, you know? It's really, I mean, we've banged on for a long time today. Weather, philosophy, you life, know, Sometimes love. it's serious. Sometimes yeah. it's an absolute just piss we've around. It, we've done it all. Big dicks today. Um, we, did, we started with dicks and ended on sort of, sort of mm. sincere thoughts on comedy. I always say and, three things I regret, but we can't delete anything, can we? I should change this name of this podcast to three things Julian regrets. <laughs> I regret almost everything I've said so far. <laughs> In life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's not I, 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 I do talk about the selfies and stuff. It's like, no, it's, it's the crippling, and I don't want to go on about the comedian insecure, but it's like, you know, I think, and it's going around a lot now, like the definition of a narcissist or whatever, and I've seen it a lot, and it's most comedians, like some some weird confidence and also mixed with just some extreme insecurity, you know, and that's what, like, they say is a narcissist, and I feel but like... But isn't narcissism, doesn't have the, the crippling insecurity isn't about themselves is it they isn't think it? everything is about them yeah i don't actually think oh, i think, I think that. that's actually take like, if you're if you're genuinely sort of insecure about yourself i think you get away but you're not a narcissist oh i thought it was sort of narcissistic to well you have to be some sort of a narcissist to do com- or have to have some sort of narcissistic streak at one point in, in the sense that like i'm good now and it's tough to do yeah i was shit when i started i was shit when i started but you still keep going because you must have some unbridled Confidence. You must have some yeah, confidence yeah, yeah, yeah. to just keep going. But where did it? Where, where, why did we start? I don't know. We were this? trying to wrap it up, and we've got onto another what? conversation. No, 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 no. Oh, insecurity. Photos, you were saying about how selfies. I said about you regretting everything you've ever said. Oh, I do regret everything I've ever said. That's the point we want to end. I tell you, I'll, check, I'll, I'll pull it all back around. Fringe. Your posters are fucking great. I love them a lot, and you found it, but. Like, say, posters and titles for a fringe show. Yeah. It almost always goes downhill for me. Like, I'll make the name yeah. and it just gets shitter as time goes on, you know? You just look at it and go, look at that. I just get someone else to name my show. Yeah, oh, look yeah, at that yeah, stupid. Yeah. This is the only one that I don't re- really regret, this poster. Oh, good. But, but, and it's, I've put a bit of work into it. So it yeah, shows, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's quite evident. But, but like, it should, that's what I genuinely think you should, like, every comic, I, I always find it really fascinating when a lot of comics will spend a year writing a show but they'll spend a minute just going to a designer year yeah. to do that and they don't have any real input into their poster like it's part of you and it's part of your show it represents well, you well that art form's evolved too so it's like quite creative to do there like you stuff you're doing stuff like that too I, I think it's very funny isn't it? cheers mate um, right let's I've seen your show it's great thanks brother cool go and see Ray's show thanks guys let's all just get out there and enjoy the sunshine <laughs> bye see you later bye